Good morning, everyone. It's time for our AM Minnesota program. Nort Johnson is the president, the CEO, the head honcho, the big cheese of the Faribault Area Chamber of Commerce and Tourism. Nort, how is the summer going in terms of tourism in Faribault, Minnesota? Yeah, it, uh, we're a two-month lag on our chief measurements, which is the lodging tax. Um, two months. Two months. Uh, the time it's it's collected and processed at the lodging partners, then it goes to the city, and then we get the information. Um, but I I can say that the trend for the spring was up. We're on track for a record year. Awesome. We'll have to do a little more research, Gordy, because we have to make sure we understand because uh, there's also a percentage increase that's based on room rates going up. Oh, I suppose. And then there's a percentage of increase based on room nights. And so there's a little more analysis to be done, but um, it's feeling pretty decent right now. I'll say that. And why, why wouldn't it? We've got great things to come down here and do in Faribault. In fact, this weekend, the Blue Collar Rib Festival. We are we are fired up for the Blue Collar Music festival oh, I'm now. It's no, it's okay. Yeah. You know the the rib thing. It it was good, I guess, for a few years. That was I was not back in town uh, when this thing started up, um, and it it just it just got a little a little bit tight. And that little section of it, even with a decent sponsorship from Jenny O, um, it it didn't produce great. Uh, uh, we'll say emotional results with the crowd. We never had enough ribs to. Let everybody try them that wanted to, and um, from the uh, the finance side of it, it, it didn't shake out on that part either with regard to the festival. So um, we made a decision to uh, vacate that, at least for a period of time, focus on the music and some other things. And the big addition this year is the Dragon's Car Show on Saturday morning, and that is going to be a hoot. Uh, they, they used to do that at the fairgrounds, their, their big event, and um, we're, we're excited to have nothing against the fairgrounds, by the way, at all, but it, it just seemed to make sense. We've got this huge grass infield that those classic cars can park on. They don't have to worry about gravel, and, and you're not standing on tar either, which is, of course, pretty hot in the summer, and um, the uh, uh, the people bringing their cars in, We by the way, we had the the dirt road coming in to where they go in, we that's been sprayed, keep the dust down. Um, but now they can pull in there and they have a ready-made entertainment venue for their car show. We already have the bands hired, the stage is there, the beanbag tournament. We've got some craft vendors and other vendors and, of course, the food trucks. So they can focus on the car show part of it. And our event becomes all of the extra goodies that they can have around their car shows. So we're pretty excited about it. And we know that a concert lineup uh, versus a one entertainer, if you're going to have an event, you've got one band. Um, Not often do people decide from out of town to travel. But if they see a lineup and they know they can listen to music for several hours from different entertainers, they're more likely to come from out of town. Well, plus you have some people who may have never heard the one band, but they may have heard one of the other bands. Right, right on. You got it. You get it. And none of this is, you know, there's there's no perfect formula. But I will say this, and um, I've, uh, I've worked with a lot of different events uh, in the course of my career. Uh, probably the biggest one, the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, um, when I was uh, in the Black Hills, um, I helped with quite a few components of that, including 
the marketing and then some of the different events that went on, um, the concert events and uh, mayor's rides, things of that nature. Um, and that, that, that's quite a, quite a deal. But the point is a lot of the training that you get and the seminars that you're in around events, uh, it's a consensus that it takes three years. If you're going to have a change in event, new venue, new dates, or new formats, it takes three years for you to know for sure if it's going to make it or not. And uh, based on last year's event that we moved to Tipe Tonka, um, we had about a 20% increase in attendance from the year before. And we know this because we're doing wristbanding and sure. we, we've got counts. Yep. And this year, um, I'm, I'm hoping that we can put a little bit more, uh, a little bit more resource into the coffers for next year out of the event, um, and start looking at, uh, possibly doing headliner bands in the future. So I'd say the trajectory is that, um, and, and a lot of the feedback that we get other than some of the social media, and some people that really miss it in the downtown and, and I understand it's pretty cool to be downtown. Um, but not so cool on the weather on the, on the weather wise on the tar. Um, the, our sound experts, um, really had a difficult time getting the bands to their optimum listening. Oh, for uh, sure. With, that with the buildings, buildings echoing, yeah. et cetera. But don't get me wrong. It's cool to have events downtown. And as you know, we do have those well, car cruise, yeah. Car cruises. And we have music at those. And our last car cruise. Gordy, you came right, right up to your door yeah, here. I know. And all the way down to the library. I know. I, so. I, a friend of mine uh, from another town came to that car show and said, wow. Oh, good to hear that. And this guy goes to a lot of car shows. Nice. It's very good to hear that. You know, we've it, it's, it's grown intentionally. Um, one of the things that we did early on was brand it. It's the downtown car cruise nights. And we've got the... You know, logo for it, and we've been marketing around that, and have some merchandise. Um, the, the I think the biggest boost for it this year is just the addition of the Dragons as a, um, a, they're a managing partner now. Um, they're helping with the event actually. And well, they they run them. They know how to run them. So. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's been a hoot. You wouldn't want some rookie like me running it. You you want somebody <laughs> who does car shows, knows car shows. And knows a lot of other car show people, right? Because the they'll invite all their friends to come. The connections and the networks, um, and we do know uh, you can ju- you can watch the trending and you can measure it. The number of car shows and the number of people that have classic cars now uh, has increased dramatically in the last six years or so. I mean, and it's a, and it's a steady uphill uh, trajectory. So. Um, I'm thinking we're on to the right thing as far as providing um, traffic in downtown Faribault, uh, something fun for our, our uh, population to go and enjoy on a Friday night, make sure that we have the music and um, food trucks, but not too many of them. And you want them to make a profit. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's important. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good piece of the work that we do. Um, for public relations and for um, you know, getting the traffic into town on the tourism side of things, as well as for our downtown businesses from a chamber perspective. All right. We're going to visit more with Nort, get more specifics. The mayor said this morning there is a band that will be at the Blue Collar Music Festival down in Tipe Tonka Park here in Faribault. It's in the Minnesota Music 
Hall of Fame. And we'll get some details about that, I'm sure, from Nort. When AM Minnesota continues, right now I need to go to our market update. Opening market report is a service of Community Co-op Oil Faribault. Everyone welcome to be part of that company. They've been around since 1925. And T&W Towing, your hazmat spill restoration experts. Cattle futures are mixed. Hogs, corn, and soybeans are lower. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. Take your corn yields to the max with superior genetics and next-level performance. Explore one-of-a-kind hybrids from MX Series Corn by Stein. Learn more at steinseed.com. Soybeans are lower with more rain in some of the drier parts of the Midwest, stabilizing conditions during a key development period. Forecasts for the coming week are generally wetter and cooler as well. We'll see if that develops that way, though. August beans are 20 lower at 1426 and three quarters. September's down 13 and three quarters at 1373. August bean meals seven dollars lower at 449.10, and August soybean oils up 71 points at 6780. Corn's down. Also watching that weather with mostly beneficial rainfall, but some areas have seen localized flooding. Ethanol margins are solid, canceling out some of the impact of slow exports. Not all of it, though. September's down four and a half at 492 and a half, and December corn's three and three quarters lower at 503 and a half. And wheat tried to rally overnight but could not follow through, with Chicago currently near the session lows. Export prospects for Ukraine are evaporating with another round of strikes by Russia, but Russia continues to control the global wheat market. September Chicago's down 12 and a quarter at 640 and a quarter. Cotton seeing some profit taking with December down 105 at 65.17, but with some light uh, follow through support, September rice in, in Chicago is up three at 15.87 and a half. Live and feeder cattle are waiting for this week's direct business. August lives down 35 at 179.15. October's 35 lower at 181.50, giving back some of its early gains. September feeder cattle are down 17 at 251.72. And hogs are pressured by yesterday's lower move in pork. August is down 55 at 103.12. October leans 87 cents lower at 84.77. We are online at brownfieldagnews.com. John Perkins, Brownfield. AM Minnesota on the Mighty 920 KDHL. In our KDHL agri-boosters include Craig Keller at the Keller Insurance Agency near Strand. Craig helps protect everything near and dear to you and Northland Buildings. Quality post-frame construction, head to northlandbuildings.com. North Johnson's with me. He's the president, the CEO of the Faribault Area Chamber of Commerce and Tourism. It's been uh, too fast a summer, to be honest, North. No doubt. I mean, we've got um, not only is the Blue Collar Festival here, we've got crazy days this year. And that'll be, that's all over town. I mean, we, we try not to be just about the downtown. You remember when you were younger, right? When oh, I first came oh, to town yes. in 1987, Crazy Days was huge downtown. Yes, I, I remember buying um, Jim and Joe's, Jim and Joe's B and B sporting goods just across the street over yep, here. Yeah. The, yeah, they were next, they were on the Daily News block at that time. Oh, okay. B and B sports and um, some of the things they'd haul up included misprinted jerseys. <laughs> so there were names that were spelled wrong, and they oh, had cool. them on you know for probably three bucks back then, and. Uh, of course, I, I think I told you we grew up just a couple blocks the other direction here on A Street Northwest, and so um, we're North Enders. Um, and anytime you found a bargain on like, uh, like a jersey or a pair of baseball shoes, boy, I'll tell you what—you took advantage of that. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, so is it going to be that big, you think, again here? Or? Well, there, it, it can't be that kind of big. And the reason, of course, is there's not that kind of retail in the downtown. It's not a Crazy Days was an event to help clear out excess inventory and you know get a little cash flowing in the summertime when uh, when people were you know, spending their time on vacations and things and 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 to have some fun, of course, in the in the process. So in um, that. That business model has changed. Just think about on-time inventory, right? We People don't stock up on so much, so they don't have so much left over. It's not basements full of seasonal wear anymore that you just store and bring up the next year. So it's just things have changed. But we still have some awesome retailers who are going to be taking part. You can get out on the Chamber website and see who all is engaged in this. And most of the West Mall, uh, I know the Eclectic Alliance out there, is partaking along with um, along with a bunch of vendors in the downtown. So we've got a, we've got a full listing um, on the chamber website. So check that out. But as you said, it's not just downtown. Not just downtown. All over town. Correct. And um, I, you know, and it's um, I'm not going to say awkward, but sometimes it gets uh, it does get a little dicey as far as. Um, the, our, our other partners in town that aren't in the historic district, uh, they're very important. We we promote them. We want to make sure everybody understands that there's more than just the downtown in Faribault. But as you know, the downtown gets focused for a few reasons. One of them is uh, the Vision 2040 uh, that the city undertook. The downtown is mentioned several times within that. And then even when it's not the downtown by name, and we talk about entertainment district and and food and those uh, those other amenities. The, the downtown all fits that as well. So um, another big one in that, by the way, access to nature is one of the ensuring in the Vision River Twenty Forty yeah. River Bend. Um, I'm on that board right now, and uh, Brad Bourne is our new director down there. He's doing a great job, and uh, that group just finished their strategic planning. And one of the things uh, that we, the board, uh, has given staff a charge to um, focus on is ensuring that we're providing access as much as possible down at River Bend. While it is, it's not uh, what you would describe as a nature preserve where we want to just, you know, fence it all in and not have infiltration. We want to make sure that it's, it's a nature experience. And we you know, keep it as pristine as possible while still providing access to um, both Fairboltians and visitors alike. Yeah. So it's quite I, a delicate balance there. Yeah. It is. It's it's uh, it's an interesting gig. Um, I, I worked with the Forest Service and the Park Service uh, for years when I was in the Black Hills. In fact, I lobbied on their behalf in D.C. several times, and uh, the the charge of those two entities is much more on the conservation side versus the visitor side. Even the park service um, is very, uh, um, I don't know, almost militaristic in their desire to keep everything as pristine as possible. Oftentimes to the point uh, where the mandates limited access to these public lands and so um, it also would also would limit important treatments that need to be made to the land in favor of letting nature take its course. 
We have to find the right balance between... Oh, they have the special deer hunts. That's ex- exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, man has already have we already have our footprint all over the place. So uh, we've already affected the outcome of nature. So the point would be to manage it in a way that it's preserved, but still provide access and provide uh, that footprint for man to uh, not have as much impact and negatively as possible. One of my favorite places on the planet is River Bend Nature Center. It's dynamite down there. I, I'm glad that I'm glad that you appreciate it. Um, we're hopeful uh, you know, in our planning. We've talked about some um, things that have been on the wish list for quite a while, including um, a more robust um, interpretive center and one of the things that we're doing to help with that is create a long-term investment plan um, and uh, building a capital fund um, over time is important. Often you'll often you'll have organizations that all of their dollars are going to operation costs, and there's just not money there. Every year they're just we used all of our money to run the place, and so we don't have money to improve the place, but. Um, one of the things I learned in, when I was in government, um, I, I did 10 years on a city council. And uh, one of the things we did during that time was create a capital fund for each of the entities within that city's um, portfolio. Uh, the fire department, police department, we owned a nursing home facility, we owned a liquor store, and of course streets and parks. And every year we said, all right, we're, we have to put some into a capital fund every year uh, with the idea that we can budget enough into that fund to buy replacement fire trucks or, uh, you know, repair uh, rooms at the nursing and whatever it would be. Um, oftentimes that activity doesn't take place, especially in smaller organizations. But if you're intentional about setting those capital investment funds up, they can really be a savior for an entity. And uh, we, we've talked about that, and that's starting down at Riverbend. So we can get some of the things we wish uh, for expansion and still maintain operations and maintenance. So uh, it's sometimes a tricky balance, but we've had some fantastic fundraisers. I've uh, got a great board and staff down there that have done a really good job with those activities. And then, um, then from time to time, of course, you get the uh, legacy gifts. So excited about that! I should I should check in with you, Gordy. Have Have you been made aware of the Fairbow Foundation's uh, uh, campaign to uh, expand and modernize? Oh, sure. Um- have Have you had a guest on here yet about that? Well, we've had you know Kim Anderson oh, stop good. by and good, good talk about it in the past. Yeah, I should get an update. I'll tell you what. I so they're going to office out of the chamber. We're we're building out a spot for them inside. Makes does it make sense? It, it it does. That's where I mean it was born from a chamber uh, uh, function. It was one of the first Fairbow's future class created the Fairbow Foundation, and now, uh, twenty one or twenty two years later, um, they're in. Uh, process now of modernizing and growing that so that they can become a, a, you know, a bigger community asset with regard to helping fund important projects and uh, they've got they've just got a fantastic team working on there. Got, uh, Chad Kepke from State Bank is now chair of that board of directors. Um, I don't want to leave anybody out but I'll make some shout outs for uh, <laughs> Dr. Mike Ritchie and 
uh, Todd Markman, who's been engaged with that for quite a while. I know that Pat Rice is in the mix. And I'm, I'm sorry I didn't bring the list, and I apologize for those that I've left out. I will mention that uh, Christy Wilfert is a consultant that uh, we helped get the foundation connected with, uh, a real professional at helping build these uh, foundations up. And the whole idea, of course, behind a foundation is to build a nest egg uh, and be able to function uh, to your mission using the proceeds from the nest egg, which are, I mean, they're not 100% guaranteed, but if you have if you have $5 million in the bank, you can typically count on a certain percent of that on interest and returns on where that's invested. And those are the dollars then that you use to operate. So you don't have to be out trying to, again, fundraise every year right. to manage your operations and your important gifting. So uh, that group is doing the really hard and important work of building out that nest egg so that they can go about it. And they've they've moved already uh, to the point where uh, they can have a five-year commitment to hire full-time director. And they've got, I think they've probably gotten nearly 90 applications in for that job. They've got a really nice group of people to choose from. Um, just a few from Faribault, but from all over the country, really, that have put their names in to, to be part of that. I think they see the trajectory. They see... Uh, the work going into this, and it's impressive. It's, it's the kind of thing that if, if I were shopping around for, uh, for work right now, I like to attach myself to organizations or entities that have an eye for growth and improvement and are in the process of that and have plans. Well, that's exactly what is going on with Foundation. Well, and when you look at this community, it's proximity to the metro. There's so many things that lend itself to naturally seeing growth, absolutely, absolutely. By you know, by virtue, like you said, of proximity to the Twin Cities, and um, I when when I sell Faribault, I tell people all the time. I say, you know, you can you can be on a plane to anywhere in the world in a half hour. Yeah, well, not necessarily. You got to be there two hours before. I call it forty-two minutes drive, <laughs> and you're at the airport, and, and that usually works out. So, um, and we've got all the major sports teams, right? All of them now with the soccer and women's basketball and uh, um, access to arts in Faribault in the smaller communities and then also the metropolitan. Just again, a, a, a reasonable uh, distance away. Yeah. And then you can come back to Faribault and, you know, maybe not worry so much if you didn't get the back door locked. It's pretty safe around here. There's great entertainment right at the Paradise, for oh, example. Yes. It's metro level entertainment. And you don't have to pay for parking. Agreed. I agree. And anybody that comes from the metro, um, including the people that visit the 310 Event Center downtown nearly every weekend, um, we don't hear any complaints about parking from them. They're used to walking. I mean, if you almost your furthest walk in downtown from public parking to any place that you want to be is a shorter walk from the parking ramp in the Mall of America to the store that you wanted to get to inside. Yep, you're so, right. granted, that's indoors. Uh, but just to put a little perspective on it, um, we'll, we'll, we'll keep those things growing in town, right? School's going to open here at the end of the month. Oh, and I know the, the chamber typically does have a welcome back type event, right? Yes, we do. We, we have the privilege to uh, address the entire faculty. Staff went at, at the beginning of the year, thank them 
uh, for their commitment to our town and to our uh, students. Um, and then we put together a welcome new teachers bag. Uh, and we have different members who make donations to that. The movie tickets and coupons and passes. It's, it's really nice. And, um, you know what? I, what do you think, Gordy? I'm going to ask you. I, I think we should do something for every teacher and staff this year. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to make a shout out right now. I'll, I'll start it right here, right now. Appreciation of all of our teachers. Appreciation of our entire school district staff. And, you know, and we will reach out to Bethlehem Academy, Divine Mercy as well. Sure. And, and the other, other schools as well. So I want to make a shout out. Anybody that likes to make any kind of contribution, a little, a little gift, a little tidbit, either toward the fund that we'll do this with, or you have, um, you know, a, a meaningful gift if it's a coupon or a pass or something, give us a call at the chamber, and we're gonna, we're gonna do this for everybody this year. What kind of a number are we talking here? I'll get that for you. My intuition tells me it'll probably be around. I bet it's about nine hundred and sixty-two. That's a if lot you, bigger you, than I thought it was. Well, you get you get through the school district, which is over six hundred. So you're talking more than the teachers. You're talking about yes. everybody. You're talking I janitors. Think, everybody. I think everybody is, is has made a pretty decent commitment to no, the well-being I agree. of I our think, future. I was, by I think it's cool that you're yeah. thinking about. But that's let's a lot do it. Of, let's do it. That's a lot of people. All right. Well, we're taking it on, and um, <laughs> we'll 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 look for calls, or you can email me. Anytime, Nort at org. It's Fairbolt spelled out. Fairbolt, not pronounced that way, but spelled phonetically yeah. that way, right? I like the way you think, though, Nort. I mean, everybody should be rewarded. It shouldn't be just the teachers or just the administrators. No. Janitors have as much to do with education in the buildings as anybody you know else. It. You know it. Hey, can, I think it'll take about two minutes, but I'll tell you a quick story. Go ahead. And it's, it's important. It's about, it's about what we're talking about right now. So... Um, uh, my partner has, uh, has a home, uh, that, that we rent out. Okay. And we have a family there, uh, that's, it's a new American family. They, uh, they fled South America for political reasons. And, um, I, I have, I have some Spanish skills yet from my time in Fairville High School. And so, uh, as I visit with them when I'm on property mowing or whatever, um, we've, uh, we've talked about the importance of learning English. I mean, las palabras están muy importante. The words are very important. It's importante que todos aprendan el mismo palabra. It's important that everybody understands the same word. And so as we learn different languages, it's very important for you to learn English. And they've been working on it. They've been taking lessons. And we have something that uh, we call la La palabra del día, the word of the day. So when I see them, I say, okay, que es la palabra del día? In English, por favor. And what's the word of the day in English? And um, I'll never, I won't forget this for my whole life. And I'm, I'm got goosebumps right now. So uh, I'm not going to use his names. That wouldn't be fair. But um, uh, the missus of the house, the mother, uh, she's, they're all full-time workers in town. And. She looks at me and she started tearing up, Gordy, and looked me in my eyes and said in English, the palabra de la dia, the word of the day, gratitude, as clear as a bell, and that made my day. 
because that's something that I try to do um, in every bit of my life is have my gratitude, my appreciation uh, for God's creation that we are all enjoying and trying not to screw up. Yep. Uh, the appreciation for my family, appreciation for my town, the people that I work with. And um, I'm leveraging this little conversation to say, let's all come together and leverage our appreciation for what all these people are doing for kids in town and the education system. And let's throw a little little hoo-ha for them. I like that idea. Did you get to any neighborhood parties last night, Unite Unite? I, I, I got past one. Um, <laughs> work, work held me up for a bit and getting ready for the blue collar along with we're administering a couple of grants out of the chamber right now. And I'm, I had to do a few things around that. So it got a little late and uh, wasn't able to uh, get down. I think I, I'll Paul Panofsky, it's apology. I think I was supposed to try to take a shift in the dunk tank. We didn't make it official, but um, I did not get down there for that. So well, but they were how having, about you? They were having fun. Yeah, I got yeah. to four of them, four of the... Four of the ten that were publicized, there were 14 total, the mayor said this morning. But That's awesome. Only I, ten of them wanted to be publicized. Awesome. I saw um, uh, quite a few posts on the social media about them, so that's fantastic. And thank you, everybody, for uh, hosting those. That's awesome. Yeah. We'd love to get more, though. I mean, we used to have 30 before COVID. Well, we'll maybe start working toward that, right? Going to grow that back up. Although, you know, I spent nearly an hour at the one down at the Buckham Center and then had to kind of hurry in the next few. So Yeah, we helped. The chamber helped uh, help line up the face painting and the henna art. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Good job. Have a great day, Nort. Come to Faribault, folks, and enjoy yourself at the Blue Collar.